Welcome back to the podcast. So this is going to be episode number 10 of the Sarge Inc. podcast. I am Sarge and this is my business. I got to stop saying that. (laughs) Anyways, this episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the other episodes I've been putting out. This is sort of a companion podcast to go with my video on sarge incorporated my youtube channel it's a van life adventure channel and in this episode i talk with my sister who is an emergency room nurse and i basically get her to review my adventure van life first aid kit i put together what i think is a very comprehensive essentially a base camp first aid kit that'll go in my van at all times and it'll travel with me I want to be very prepared because shit happens. Like, I don't think it's that crazy to think about, like, say, like a broken ankle or a twisted ankle with a fall includes a broken wrist. Like, coming across something that might be hypothermic or yourself being hypothermic or suffering a, you know, a fairly substantial cut. Like maybe you are dancing with the devil's lettuce, chopping firewood, and next thing you know, you slide an axe off a log and into your shin. You have a major cut. It's just so important to be prepared when you're doing outdoors adventure stuff. So I wanted to be prepared. So I tapped into my sister's knowledge of first aid, emergency type of situation. And yeah, I basically get her to review this. She makes fun of me for having expired medicine in my first aid kit. So I'm going to fix that. But yeah, I think this is kind of interesting. But it is slightly different than some of my other episodes. Mainly the ones where I'm just shooting the shit. Making fun of Dustin. Having Dustin make fun of me. So I just thought I would warn you that this is different. But anyways... I'm going to get into the podcast pretty quick here. But again, check out the Ultimate Van Life First Aid Kit video on the Sergeant Incorporated YouTube channel. I go through everything that's in this. This is a companion podcast. It'll make more sense if you watch it holistically. And if you don't care about first aid, one, you should because safety is cool. But two, if you don't, you don't have to listen to this episode it's not that important. This isn't for you. You know? Anyways, without further ado, I'm just going to get right into this podcast with my lovely sister, sister Alyssa Sargent. Alyssa Jane Sargent on Instagram. Okay. Let's roll it. Okay, welcome to the podcast. I got in trouble when I didn't say that to Jesse. He said it threw him off the whole time when I didn't like welcome him. I just started talking. Oh. Anyways, this is the second time I mentioned it, but yeah, it's pretty funny. All right. But like <laughs> the, the microphone is what tipped me off. It was a podcast, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank and, you. Anyways, I got my sister, who again is a nurse. We talked about it before on the episode two. Talked about sort of working through COVID, which has now gotten worse. But <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> What I want to do with this uh, episode, I want to use some of your nursing skills. Okay. 
And so some of this you got for me for Christmas. Yes. And that's part of my first aid kit. So I'm putting together like a proper first aid kit, what I deem a proper first aid kit for the van because I have space. I want to like be able to be like prepared for whatever I might encounter because I want to be doing like hikes and canoes and I'm in the van. So I just want you to like sort of rate this thing. Okay. But like I said, some of it you got me. So you know exactly what's in here. Yes. But some of it you don't. And then I have a couple things that I have to add. Okay. So anyways. Do you want to talk about the things that are in there? Like what I got you for Christmas? Well, yeah. Well, okay. Everything is going to be in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, I don't know if I even finished saying this, but I'm going to make a YouTube video of all the contents. And then I'm just going to say like, hey, I have a podcast. You should go check out the podcast. Okay. And then it'll go in depth into like what I got. So, oh, sweet. Like, okay. I know, well, we'll just go into it. So, I got it in this sweet box. So, I paid like 13 bucks for this thing at Princess Auto. Nice. It's a 50 cal plastic ammo box. It looks like it's fucking bulletproof. Yeah. It's not. And <laughs> it's like high tech. <laughs> there's actually metal ones that oh, are like, okay. look like straight up like military. They have like writing on the side of the ammo. And I think they're like, uh, like formerly serviced, like when I had a little bit of rust on it. Looking at my pills. Yeah, I'm looking at your pills <laughs> with uh, the expiry date of February 2019, and instantly judging. I will say that you should. I have get up to date medications for your first is it, date. Kit. Is it bad to use out of date medication? Uh, or is it mostly not that big of a deal? It's mostly not a huge deal. They're just slightly less effective the older they are. Yeah, so those are allergy meds? Yeah, the three years less effective might just, be a problem. <laughs> it just feels like scary, like if I'm allergic to something random that you don't know about. Yeah. And then you take it, hoping it like saves your life because you're on the trail. Yeah. And then it's like expired? Yeah, I'd probably have like honest... non-expired medications in there. That's a pro, that's a pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip, get medications that are not expired. I actually have allergy meds on my list of things to buy. Excellent. I was going to ask you about that, so okay. we can get into that later. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. Get unexpired ones. Yeah, so this container, there's metal ones, though. Okay. That are, like, they have the writing on it. It looks straight at military surplus. And I really wanted to buy it, but it seemed like less practical than this thing. Yeah. Because even if I put this in my canoe, like, it's got a seal. Like, it's, it's supposed to be watertight. I don't know how watertight it is. But for the most part, it'll be in my van. Yeah. But also in my canoe. I feel like if you got a metal one, it'd be unnecessarily heavy. And it would sink. Oh, yeah. That was like my biggest Smart. thing. It, w it was unnecessarily heavy. Yeah. Which isn't that big of a deal in the van. But outside the van, it is. But yeah, I thought it would sink. You need to do what the, um, oh, God, what do they do? The canoeing coolers? Yeah. Where you have like the bin with the ice and the booze in it. And oh, then yeah. you glue a pool noodle around it. So you need to glue a pool noodle around your bin yeah. so that when your canoe flips over, it will definitely if float. my canoe if, flips if, over. If, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Vote of confidence. <laughs> uh, you got to have confidence. The only time I've flipped a canoe is when I've been fucking around. It's fair. But I was reaching for my sixth hay y'all out of like a six pack. <laughs> and I was like just reaching behind me as far as I could reach. And then I rolled. This is like peak of summer. It's like 42 degrees. I had my phone out in my life jacket, oh my which God. wasn't on. Sorry, it wasn't on. Pro it... tip, wear your life jacket when you're, quote, fucking around, <laughs> drinking six hay y'alls in the canoe. And always <laughs> put your phone in a dry bag. So I have it, my life jacket. It's in the pocket, and it's wrapped around the uh, yoke. Yeah. And then what's, I, what's a yoke for? It's like a crossbar that goes across a canoe. Okay. A yoke actually is the one you can theoretically carry it. 
on like on your head. Oh, okay. Or on your shoulders, but yeah. Uh, where I was talking about? How you flipped your canoe because you're in. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's just bad news. But it was for like forty degrees. Headphones on, phone in my pocket, or phone in my pocket in the canoe and just reaching, just like toad bonehead, like up, swimming down, swimming. Oh. And I got to swim to shore. It was, like, not a big deal because it was not a deep road. But it's, like, yeah, only when you're messing around. It's hard yeah. to flip a canoe otherwise. But anyways, we're going to get All into right. this thing. So this is part of what you got me for Christmas. Yes. was just, like, a set of ten- tensor bandages. Yes. I was going to take one of each and put it in here. No, you should take all of them for that- – um, because there's a splint that I got you as well, the orange thing. So is this designed to work with the splint? So with the splint, so I mean these are just, they can work either together or apart. So like if you roll your ankle, um, roll your wrist. I mean realistically, if you fall and you're having to hike on it for a long period of time, you might want a double tensor just for extra support. But if you have um, with the splint, if you dislocate an elbow, roll it, like if you break a bone and you need to secure it, you're gonna want to put probably two of these on with the splint to keep it secured and keep it in place yeah so this splint is like yellow and it's definitely orange and blue yeah it's orange and blue absolutely orange and blue (laughs) there's no yellow 36 inch sam splint is that what they call them or is that the brand yeah well we call them sam splints but that's also i think the brand and like how sturdy are these things when you put them on uh they're pretty sturdy they're actually the same as the ones that they use on the ambulance okay um so they're moldable so you can like put it around if you roll an ankle you can bend it in a shape that you want to support whatever limb you need can you walk on this thing no like so if it's on your ankle it's like if you broke your ankle in like two pieces so it is to secure the bone so that you're not because when if you break a bone that's visibly deformed so it's more just shearing all the blood vessels and like the important things around the bone so it's mostly to stabilize it it's not like a walking boot i'm just thinking if i broke my ankle like hypothetically hiking yeah as long as it's not so bad yeah you can you'd wrap it in like a tensor bandage only because it's not like displaced probably okay well if you if you like roll your ankle really bad you you roll your ankle tensor it and i feel like you could break your ankle at the same time yeah which is not like if it's not like it's a not compound like a, fracture or yeah. super disformed this is like compound fracture but also just regular displaced fracture yeah yeah and the arm but i think like arms for hiking yeah and then is the most likely scenario you break an arm yes or you roll your ankle potentially very bad yeah those are like the most and then obviously you could like break a leg but yeah anything can i mean happen, if but. If you're in the woods and you have to, you could put this on, throw on a couple of tensor bandages, and you'll have more support. It's still not a walking cast. Yeah, no, no, 10 no. out of 10, don't recommend no. walking on a Sam splint. But, I mean, if you're mm. – if it's a yeah. life or death, no, no, like, I'm thinking got to get out of the mountain. You wrap it up like you're this. You're better off with a couple of those and all your the, Sam splint secured on there. All the friends, like, take place. the gear and yeah. you just hobble your hobble ass out, out yeah, absolutely. On, on pain pills. Hopefully not expired ones. Yeah, so I was going to take one of each. Because then even like when I specifically go like smaller. Yeah. Because this is like my base camp, right? It'll be yeah. in the van. But when I go hiking, I'll probably take less. But that's why I was going to take one of each, but one of these things. But then it's like, because I don't know. Is it worth the space? But it probably is. I don't if know. If I break I mean, my arm, is it, do I need all those? So... Not necessarily, but like they mostly come in two different sizes for depending on what you want to wrap. Like that would be a wrist and that would be a foot. Okay. But 
these ones are wider, which means you're going to get more space coverage. So if you're going to take only two, I would take two of the wider ones. Yeah. Because you're better off to have more space covered yeah. by a tensor than less. Because I always think, too, like you could easily. These are more durable. Like that is really only effective. Like that's a, a wrist. These you're gonna use on your ankle if you roll if you uh, hurt your knee, want extra support on your knee. Yeah. You're gonna use the wider ones. Yeah, and that's the thing I could really easily see you, like rolling your ankle, which yeah. causing a fall. So you got to wrap your ankle potentially a knee. Yeah. And then if you broke your arm at the same time, then you're gonna need all of them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's kind of worth taking. Yeah. But I don't know how often is that gonna happen. Who knows? This is stuff I just got. Oh, I'm I'm moving on. I should say. Unless there's anything more else we need to say about that. I feel like that's self-explanatory. Yeah, that's very self-explanatory, I think. And then I just got this shitty little compass on it's like a wrist thing. And I think that's actually a knife and a whistle. Say. Oh. The dog does not <laughs> like that one. And that just gave me my survivor kit. And then I got this uh, little crappy flashlight, which came in my survival kit, which is what I, I cannibalized my survival kit. And so your compass doesn't work. Oh, I never looked at it, but I I wouldn't trust that compass worth a shit. No, because north changes every time I move oh, it. Oh no, dude, the compass has to be flat. Oh, <laughs> that's how outdoorsy you are. So it's an operator error, is what you're telling me. A hundred percent. I don't know. It might still not work though. It's got to be the cheapest compass. It's probably like artificial magnets. North definitely doesn't. North moves. Okay. Oh. But it's good to take your you rain know, whistle. The poles are shifting. And then, like, the shittiest carabiner. Okay. But this thing also has rope in it. I don't know if I said that. Paracord. No. Okay. But I only have that in there because I have it. I would never go out and buy that. That's fair. And then I got hand sanitizer. Good. Always, it's, always important. It has come in vogue. Toilet paper because I had space. Okay. This is another thing you got me. Yes. So that. I, I took some of it out. Okay. Because it was so big of a that's pack. Fair. That's a big, that's a pack of roller gauze. Yeah. So that's good for things like, I mean, realistically, if you have a cut on your wrist or something like that and it's bleeding quite a bit and you want to yeah. secure a bandage onto it, because there are some areas like the uh, between your fingers and stuff like that that are really hard to dress. So yeah. you can secure a bandage on with the gauze. Um, also good if you do have like a compound fracture or something like that, you can use it to create donuts around the bone Yeah. Um, to help like... And there's, it's, well, Ugh. you took stuff Sorry. out of it. So. <laughs> it, took me, it took me a while to think about it, but you said donuts on the bone. Yeah. So yeah. you like wrapping a donut around the exposed. Around the exposed bone area to try and keep it clean. Like you clean it, wrap the bone. Wrap, yeah. Or if you impale yourself with something. Yeah. Um, I think that's like a realistic rule, thing that could happen. Yeah. So rule of thumb, if you get impaled, you never pull it out. Ugh. Even though instinctually people want to pull things out. But like if you, if something impales you and you're still able to talk and stuff like that it might be tamponading a huge bleed yeah so you don't want to pull it out so if you have something it's good to like cut it into yeah. an area that's manageable and then you donut it so that it's not wobbling and stuff while you're trying to move around yeah like you um donut and secure it in place so the roller gauze is really good for that kind of stuff yeah yeah i felt like it was just so big i didn't want to take all of it no that's fair but then, because this seems like if I, like, slid and, like, scrape my arm really yeah. bad, I'd want that, and then I could just medical tape it. Yeah. Which I have medical tape. Oh, I was going to say, that's disgusting, medical tape. <laughs> so, you guys so can't see it. this on the podcast, but this medical tape is covered in dust, and, like, I'm going to say that that is pocket lint, <laughs> and it was probably white at one point, 
but it's um <laughs> it is uh gray now it came out of this thing so i think it could be like fiber bits okay it's disgusting and he needs new medical tape and unexpired <laughs> medication okay so i did because i saw how the condition of this oh, good. I, this is like hockey tape i or maybe it's medical tape but it's the tape I used to tape up your barbell in the home gym there. Oh, okay. So I had... Yeah, I, that'll be good. I got like six rolls of this at a time and I use like... The other thing with the roller gauze oh, that you can do... Yeah. Um, is like you can rip it down the middle and tie it. So if you don't have tape... Okay. Um, If you like secure it, do-do-do, and then you just like rip almost like a tail, then you can just tie it around. Okay. Yeah, I, did. I never would have thought about that. Yeah. It doesn't look like it'd be that strong really, but... Obviously, it is. Actually, I think you might have gave me these, too. The bio-steels. These are bio-steels. I thought it... I was just thinking of, like, adding stuff at the end because I had space. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think it might be good in case someone's got cramps. Yeah, they're electrolyte beverages. And then... Like, specific sport electrolyte beverages. Yeah. I don't know if there's better, like, electrolytes. Because, like, if I had bad cramping, I think that's a realistic thing that can happen. Like, if you're doing, a, like, a backpacking trip. Yeah. Or, like, doing, like, long hikes. I feel like you come into a cramp scenario. Absolutely. But I just had those in my house. But I don't know if there's a better electrolyte tabs, but I think anything is better than Anything's nothing. Anything's better than nothing. And it's not like I'm, I don't know. I, obviously. So this is like a vitamin B mostly, but oh, but it does have potassium and magnesium, which are two of the ones that are really good for cramps. So So should I do these or should yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should take them. Yeah. Uh, and then I got glow sticks because they were in my survival kit i got these little scissors because they were in my survival kit which leads me to what you got me yeah the sweet Real trauma, trauma shears. scissors <laughs> so you bought me a two pack yes but i only put one in here okay should i carry two um i mean do they break they, these are probably not they dull depending on what you're cutting with them but yeah. like you should be fine for a trip but i would yeah what happens if I start like, cutting paper? I wouldn't cut like they're not. Like, doing you crafts. can cut paper, but yeah. they're for cutting clothes and stuff like that. If you yeah. <laughs> in well, a trauma situation, these are the same type of scissors that we have in the hospital uh, to cut clothes off when in like major traumas yeah. or cardiac arrests and stuff like that. Like these will cut denim. Yeah, and I think it could happen, but I, I, I yeah, I don't know. There's not that much stuff I'd want to cut, but like ropes yeah. and shit maybe. Yeah. On the trail. I don't know. I mean, you can, but they will dull. But yeah, like... So I, if you're, like... And I'm probably on, on like, the trail. But also, too, like, where I'm driving. So I could be driving anywhere. There could be, like, an emergency. Yeah. And that's kind of handy to have. But, yeah, those, like you say, cutting off stuff. Like yeah. Pants. Um, and they match pretty good. Yeah, I bought the Manly set. Yeah. They're the camo. They're pretty badass. <laughs> And then this is also what you got me. This is oh, like yes. the biggest these thing the, I thought of ahead of time and what I wanted. So these are the cooling packs. They're like the, the ready to act. You um, just kind of pop them and then shake them a little bit and they become instant cold packs, which are super important for any, like anything, that any roll, yeah. fall, bump, bruise. So I think like if Ice I'm packs out are always nice. hiking, like the most. Or realistically, if it's super hot out and you're worried about um, hyperthermia, which was a huge thing for in the heat dome these are really good hyperthermia uh, hyperthermia okay so that's high temperature yeah yeah um so these are good you put you crack them and you can use them in uh like your groin your armpits where the pressure points are or the pulse points are yeah 
uh, closer to the surface to help cool you down. Okay. When I'm in the Tour de France, they always put like ice at the top of their necks. But is that not the best spot? You can. You can put it anywhere. Yeah. Realistically. But yeah, you, you got do me groin and armpits. For you the got most me part. two of these. Yeah. And it's like I think uh, the most likely uh, like injury that I come across in my head is gonna be like obviously above like the simple cuts and like burns. Yeah. But it's gonna be like a rolled ankle. Is probably the next most likely like thing that can happen. Like yes. if you're going over hard rocks, like slippery, rolling your ankles, especially with a backpack on, like you can easily see that happening. And if you can get hit it with like a cold uh, compress right away, yeah, I think that's a huge thing you can do. You can also use either a roller gauze or a tensor to wrap to attach that to your ankle. Yeah. So actually, it goes back to these things. Would you like wrap one of these? ice pack one of those or so, just give her with the ice pack like right to the skin i don't even know is there a di difference uh these are, i mean these are not crazy <laughs> ice not packs. Grade. like yeah they're not super crazy high-tech ice packs is that walmart so brand? this would yeah absolutely walmart <laughs> brand so this would probably be fine right next to the skin without anything yeah yeah apply compress apply compress can be applied directly to the skin yeah. so i would because like this is a pretty thick packaging yeah, yeah. Um, i would probably put that straight on the skin and then just wrap yeah. over top of it to hold it in place and you make it definitely a good point with the the heat like that's another like really if i'm going hiking it's generally speaking going to be in the summer yeah you could easily be in an overheat scenario so that's like pretty i was like the biggest thing in my head that i wanted was those yeah. I just think it's like, a, yeah. Even they're, if, they're really good to have. Even if you're just like chilling on a summer day and it's like, fuck, it's hot. You Crack just throw it down. Yeah. <laughs> to cool it down. Um, and then you got me this too, which is dollar store fire oh, starters. Oh, yeah. Dollar store fire starters. So I put them in and I put a lighter that's like half full in there. Oh, good. Like, I don't even know if those, I wouldn't want to like really fully trust those. Yeah. I think they'll light on fire. But I wouldn't want to like trust them. My fire eggs are better. Yeah, your fire eggs eggs are good. But it says that they're good for fireplaces, campfires, wood stoves. <sighs> Sounds like they're good for everything. Kindling wood is not required. Yeah, you just light that whole brick on fire. Yeah. And there's three bricks of twelve. It's three wood. Bricks of oh well, this is kind of like a fire starter. It's that it's you guys literally make. Literally a fire starter. Yeah, yeah. Except instead of dryer lint, it's wood fiber and wax instead of Which dryer is lint. And probably wax. better, honestly, but. Yeah, and then I have a fire, like a steel. Oh, damn, old school. Because that came in my survivor kit. And friction. But in my head. With this... your shitty compass? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I don't know if I'm going to trust that anymore. I... Your... <laughs> my dollar store fire starters. Honestly, I think that's a really good point because um, I've never struck this. I haven't even untied it, right? <laughs> but I don't know if I should trust it. It might just be two different types of metal. It's not even flint. <laughs> And I've never done it, so I don't know. I don't have any technique. But. Uh, another glow stick. Good. Uh, Nothing else. You can have a rave. Oh, I guess this Emergency goes Emergency blanket. Yeah, this goes with heat. Because those things, I don't know if you guys use them in, like, the Emerge. So we don't use them in Emerge, but I know when we did Tough Mudder. And I think the paramedics probably have them on car. Yeah. Um, but when we did Tough Mudder, they were handing those out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I use Those keep one. the heat in and the... I out? think they keep it out, but I'm not sure. But it's definitely uh, they keep you warm, and yeah. I think people actually say like they're legit, like they keep you warm. They're like tinfoil. But this, they look like tinfoil bags. But this came out of the Compass Survivor Kit, oh. so it might be. 
And actually, on this same topic, this also came out of that. A poncho? An emergency poncho. In not... Oh. But I don't I, even know what language that's written in. Oh, I think it's some sort of Chinese, but... Oh, yeah. Made in China. But yeah. it's like an emergency poncho. For realistic. I mean, you can't so go wrong. It's like, I could easily come across a scenario... Absolutely. ...where you have a person that's cold. They, it's raining. You gotta, like, do the emergency blanket yeah. and that. And then that, that really helps somebody... Absolutely. ...in a bad situation. And then one of my things on my list of things to add was hand warmers. Yeah. We I was going to get a couple hand warmers. Those are really good. We made kits for the emergency department. Um, my manager did for us to hand out at Christmas time um, yeah. to our homeless population. And there were like bus tickets and food po- things and socks and then some of those hand warmers. And yeah. a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, these are so good. Like we're really excited about the hand warmers. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, uh, again, it's just very likely if I'm going to come across an uh, emergency – cold yeah. someone's just too cold needs to be warmed up emergency blanket well, that anything when you're outside hiking yeah you can find a lost the, hiker the elements yeah. are your biggest problem right like you're yeah. gonna run into wet hot cold those are gonna be your things so yeah. you can cut off their wet clothes with your fancy trauma shears yeah wrap them in your emergency blanket and throw a poncho over top and you've fixed it yeah yeah, I I feel like very well prepared yeah. with this stuff, but it's just harder to take. If I, like I'm thinking about doing the West Coast Trail, it's harder to take all this yeah. stuff. But some of it at that point is like I don't need any of the survival stuff. No, but I, I do I do need it. But it's like that's not really part of my first aid kit. Yeah, that that's part of your supplies. It's part of my camping general. supplies. And same with like you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll move on here. I got this stuff. I don't know if it's tape or if it's like gauze. That was in my sur- my survival first aid kit. Actually, uh, is that like this gauze stuff? So this is kind of a combination. This is like um, you know when they do dog surgeries and they wrap yeah. their IV in like afterwards and it kind of they have it's like self adhesive tape, so it sticks to itself. Okay. But doesn't stick crazy to things around it. Yeah. Um, we use it to keep like oxygen probes on kids okay uh in emerge um or in the hospital sorry yeah so it's i would use it more like a tape than a gauze like it's not absorbent yeah i thought you but could like tape on gauze on with this yeah but because it sticks yeah. to itself so it's like really easy on the skin this is like gonna stick this to sticks to the skin and if you it have like all your hair yeah and if you have any um adhesive allergies that'll cause it yeah. whereas this shouldn't really cause a reaction because it mostly yeah. sticks to itself not skin I kind of think if I'm taping you up in the woods, yeah, the last thing is having easy. You know, that's your least of your worries. That's pretty legit. <laughs> I did take first aid class once. Uh, How many years ago? It's definitely not still active, but it, <laughs> uh, dude, it could have been like eight. Now that I think about it, in my head it's four, but it's probably eight, and it could be twelve. Who knows? <laughs> it was actually his babysitting in well, grade we, five. <laughs> I, <laughs> It's close to it. But no, it was like uh, we learned how to C-spine. Okay. And then we learned how to do CPR. But I'm not confident that I really like, remember how to do it. CPR? Yeah. You just like press on the chest hard. I feel like hard that's the fast. gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember like the details, which is probably important. But <laughs> Realistically, they're already dead. You're not going to kill them anymore. So. Actually, what I was thinking was <laughs> I was going to get like – 
I thought I, I wonder if I get like cards of like what to do in blank situation. So yeah. if I if it's like broken ankle, like or that you're talking about that donut. Yeah. It's like if broke compound fracture, like have a card in here that tells you what to do. Or if you come across somebody with a heart attack, or just maybe or how to do CPR stuff like that. That's fair. And then because we got your situation. <laughs> Jackson agrees. <laughs> Oh, man. I wonder how loud that is on the microphone. Eh. I'm just going to power through it. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe not. Hey! Hey! His barking's not as loud as you yelling at him, though, for sure. He's not getting enough attention. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm sure you can find the card somewhere. They're probably on Amazon. That's what... Or, I mean, I can write you some pro tips. Well, I wonder if there's just, like, a first aid poster, even. Like, have I got a poster that folds out and has, like, different... Because you only need, like, it. something. Like, you need to not do CPR, like the Heimlich remover, which is probably... It's not called that anymore. It's abdominal thrusts. Really? Yeah. Did the guy copyright the name? And something like that, it? yeah. They were, like, try... he was trying to charge them for using it or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, go back to me. I got tweezers. Got metal tweezers. So I had other tweezers that Dustin actually... I tried to borrow the other day. Yeah. And I found them. And they, like, literally, when you squeeze them together, the ends, like... Fe- yeah, they feather out. It goes further away the tighter you squeeze. Oh. So it's like tweezers, like slivers are like a thing, or thorns. Yeah. Pretty easy, like you're going to get that on the trail. I got some more. Sterile gauze. Sterile gauze. That's important in a first aid kit. I took the whole pack you gave me. Yeah. I packed all of them because they're like pretty big, and I think it's like the most versatile thing in there. Yeah. I don't um, know if that's true, but that's how I think. No, it's good because the gauze, I mean, you, any anytime you cut yourself and stuff like that, you can use your gauze. You can put cool compress. If you, um, if you get an eye injury, you want to cover yeah. your eye. Um, yeah. So when you say eye injury, I also have polysporin. Eye drops. Eye drops. Because I got that like maybe pink eye that one day. Yeah. So I bought those for myself. But I think eye drops. Oh, these are not expired. Good no, job. I, I bought them like four months ago. But it's open. I don't know if an open container is good to store in there. Wow. It should be sealed it's, if I'm going to have it in my first aid kit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, though. That's what I thought. And it mostly for your eyes. So it's the same as storing it in there as it yeah. is your cupboard. So. Yeah, because like you might get something in your eye. Or you might, like, this is for pink eye. It's got polysporin in it. Yeah. So it'll, if you get an infection, like, who knows, you might get mouse poo in your eye. <laughs> I think that gives you pink eye, right? I imagine. Any poo in your eye gives you pink eye. <laughs> give me the Doug Bark over that tagline right there. Uh, okay, I'm going to dip into this Band-Aid box. Okay. So first things first, we're talking about eye drops. I have those salines. Oh, those salines, yep. That I think you gave me. I did. When I, the same day I bought that pink eye shit. Yeah. Because I had something in my eye. So these are good for dry eye, but we also, um, they're good for like, uh, ba ba ba. Brain wound? fart. Wound care. Yeah, uh, we that's use, right. We use this to clean wounds in the hospital because people are like, um, talk about using antiseptic and stuff like that, but yeah. these are what we use in the hospital. Because you just squeeze it yeah, in, Yeah, you just spray squeeze it, it in, spray it out. You can use it. You can put it on the gauze and then wipe wounds clean with it. Yeah. Um, but these are individual sterile packages. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed like good. And then I don't know how much this really is and if I had like a bad wound. Well, if you had a really bad wound, it's not going to be enough, but yeah. 
but you're yeah. in the woods, so you're gonna you got what you man. You, got what you, you got what you got, man. Yeah. Um, you said something there. Antiseptic spray. Yeah. So I ordered an antiseptic spray, a two pack of these like little mini ones. Okay. And I was gonna throw one of them in because it seemed like a good idea. I don't know if it was. I Maybe mean, I should ask you first because this face you're making <laughs> makes it, it seem it, not. It, I mean, worth it depends it. what the antiseptic is. Like we don't usually clean normal basic wounds with yeah. that. I don't know what they do up in like surgical so, with weird, deep, super crazy needing debridement wounds. But um, for the most part, a lot of if you have like hydrogen peroxide, which some people really like that. putting on wounds, but that's so bad for the because the skin around the wound yeah. is healthy skin. Yeah. And if you're putting stuff like hydrogen peroxide on a wound, uh, you can dry the healthy skin and damage the skin that doesn't that's already that's healthy. Okay. Because it dries yeah. and it'll crack and cause more problems. Okay. Yeah, because I was also looking. There's something called Bactine, which is like antiseptic that's like an antibacterial spray. stuff. Yeah, antibacterial. Yeah, that's fine. It seemed like a good thing to have, but then it was uh, they didn't have it ready for immediate shipping on Amazon. Oh. So I ordered this cheap antiseptic spray. But I thought it would be good in like, uh, say like someone was riding a bike, crashed on their bike, got road rash, you spray with antiseptic, maybe wrap it up in gauze and some fucking medical tape and send them on their way. Yeah. Or like- You'll want to pick the rocks out. Yeah. You try to, yeah. Depends how bad it is. But I kind of just picture the antiseptic spray versus what I have in this bag here. I have like- The wipes? The wipes. Yeah. So this all came from my- smaller first aid kit but there's a few different types of wipe there was soap or that's an alcohol pad a soap wipe antiseptic cleansing wipes okay don't sting relief oh i didn't know i had that alcohol wipes on a wound bed okay so you use antiseptic cleaning wipes yeah the alcohol wipes is like people use those on there and that's you use that to clean seventy percent isopropyl alcohol. Yeah, that's what you use to clean intact skin before you break the skin. Okay. So like if you're gonna give like somebody gonna give a, a shot, yeah, <laughs> you clean the intact skin with that. Yeah. So that you're not introducing bacteria into the skin. But if yeah. you don't put that on, if I was open doing wounds, steroids, that's what I need. Absolutely. If okay. you and you uh, clean the steroid container on the top before you put your needle in yeah because bacteria and like stuff organisms can sit on top of that while it's yeah. sitting in your shelf because usually it's stored in like your bathroom yeah so then every time you jab through the top if you don't clean it first all your poo particles from flushing the toilet with the toilet lid open are sitting on top of that and then you're jamming it in and then you're going to lift that up into your syringe then you're going to jab that into your butt this... and that is why people come in with gigantic abscesses in their butts yeah, i could easily see a lot of steroid users not knowing to do that. Oh, I can easily tell you that's a thing. Yeah, that's crazy. As someone who lived in a house with multiple steroid users, none of them knew to clean it before I uh, Did they even get told it? them. No, okay. they didn't. They were lucky. Yeah, no, but yeah, I never would have think about cleaning that before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, the skin makes sense. But, um, well, yeah, so then, I, yeah, I was going to add that with the spray, and that's I thought fine. that'd be good enough. Yeah. I wonder if I should get more with these wipes. The antiseptic wipes? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Because I think someone like easily would be come across a cut or uh So I mean the thing is like I would probably use either saline on a gauze, like if you have a road rash, which is what you're talking about. Oh, so is it better just to clean with saline than this shit? It burns less and it 
pretty much equally Am I like worried this, about being... So this just doesn't have any antibacterial properties in it. So that's yeah. what you clean to get everything out. Uh, and like we yeah. don't... We don't put anything other than some like we'll put polysporin yeah. on a wound, but we don't put any weird chemical so stuff on wounds. Say I like sliced my. Uh, okay, so when we were doing Baron Lakes, yes, Dad cut his like Achilles, not his like literal Achilles, just the area, just the like yeah, the back of his heel there. Okay, which is when you think back, it's like that was so like so close to being like a fucking Achilles injury, which is so bad on the Baron Lakes. Yeah, so that's like another thing you need. You never know what's going to come. But that would be like – so he cut it on the canoe. There's like these little rails that go across and they're yeah. sh- sort of sharp. And he just – we theoretically, we would probably like spray it out with this shit. Yeah. Would we at that point wipe it down? Nah. Okay. Unless it was like obviously unless it, dirty. It was, yeah, unless it's obviously dirty and disgusting. Like, yeah. But I would just clean it really good with the saline solution and then put – your bandage on top of it yeah. to keep it clean. See, and that was one of the things too. We went with like shitty first aid kits, and now he has this like Nasty inch scar. and a half inch cut on the back of his. Well, maybe only an inch, but it's like pretty deep. Like if he was in real life and he wasn't dad, he probably he could have got stitches. If yeah. he went to the doctor, they would have stitched him up. But also, you could heal from like without stitches. Absolutely. So just nasty scars. That's what he usually. did, but it's like. We only had like crappy regular band-aids, which are probably the most common used thing in a first aid kit. Yeah. But there's so many times where you need all this other gauze stuff because these little band-aids just don't just cut don't it. cut <laughs> it. I got so many of them now. Well, band-aids are very useful. Yeah, and I think realistically, the most likely thing to happen is going to be a, is a need, scrape. It's going to need a band-aid. Yeah. You yeah. Um, yeah, more alcohol pads. So I have a lot of band-aids here. I feel like you need to organize your band-aid bag so that your alcohol swabs and stuff are in a little baggie inside your bag. Okay, I thought about that. Because organization is important. Because I kind of put because... all the band-aids in here. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know if that's a good, good idea. Well, like, I mean, all the band-aids is fine, but having your band-aids mixed in with other stuff is going to be... Because the last thing you want when you're trying to deal with some big injury... Like, if you're just dealing with a small scratch, it is what it is. But if you're dealing with something where you're already probably a little anxious because it's, like, a big thing and you're like, oh, my God, I'm out of my league. And you're trying to help somebody deal with that. The last thing you want to do is be fumbling through your shit. Yeah. yeah, Like, oh, God. Yeah, and your hands are already shaking. Yeah, like, just make it easy for yourself. Yeah. That's a good point. I got some Q-tips. Good. They're not Q-tips because they only have the thing on one end. Yeah, the cotton swabs. This is something else you got me for Christmas. I think yes. these are those. Those are steri strips. So if you have a cut. Like Dad's that, Achilles. That yeah. Could have needed stitches. Yeah. So these are good on, especially like on heads and areas that are flat, easy to okay. easy to pull. They're sticky on both sides and you like just kind of pull the skin together. Yeah. Uh, kind of tight and then it'll stick on the other side to help close a yeah. wound. Yeah. After you clean it and dry it. These only work on dry skin. Because in my head, we had like butterfly bandages, I think they called them before. Yep. Isn't that what closed a wound? Yeah, they're similar. But these are, are just like bigger and yeah. better. And you can cut them to size as well. Yeah, so I think the smaller. box said I had like 18 or something. Yeah. But then I, I look at this and I – is that – Oh, yeah, because each package has – Like three? So if you look at the – yeah, so there's different – there's a – I think is there two it's hard to see i didn't want to open yeah. it oh i got a box here 
think there's three per wrap thing because they're a little bit. They're like. This it says big. there's eighteen. So each of these has to have six in. Right? Yeah. So is there two pages of three? It looks like it because this yeah. one you can see like a double page. Because I feel like somebody getting like sliced. Yeah. Is a thing like said a thing that could happen pretty easily, and these. Because then you don't you can't use like a regular band aid to no. like seal no like close a wound. The, yeah, these these act like I'm gonna say act like stitches, but like are yeah, it's like trail stitches. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I can see some like bumping their head, like you said, if their head was cut. Yeah, hit their head on a tree, and it's like oh, you just close that. Yeah, and then I think I got you the skin glue too. Yeah, so that's probably right here. Yes. Yeah, so New skin. So this is the other stuff. So if you have a wound that, like. Okay, so what I thought about was blisters. So that leads me to something else I bought. This I bought is not for blisters. I bought moleskin. Okay, moleskin. Hypothetically, if I had, like, a big open blister, yeah. could I just cover it in new skin? So you could, absolutely. It... But this stuff, like, burns. Okay. That would uh, probably not be good. So it's we use it for wounds that are like we'll glue kids rather than suture them yeah sometimes um so and so it's like on wounds that like if there's a piece of skin moving missing so so compared to a steri strip you put it on and like close it how does the glue you put it in it so you you hold the wound closed and you glue on top okay or could you put like one of these on yeah. And close on top. Because yeah. this will mechanically hold you close. And then this will seal, seal you up. Yeah, yeah. You can. Okay. We do that sometimes with like. Yeah, because that seems like, I think it's probably like a good thing to have out there. Oh, yeah. Sealing a this wound is great. too is. Because it keeps, like, you clean it and you can seal your wound and then yeah. it keeps it from getting like bacteria and stuff inside yeah. there. Um, but you're like, you're not going to put this on everything. No. This is mostly to help large, like, not large wounds, like, borderline suturable wounds yeah. heal. I thought even, too, like, um, if, I or thought if, I was, if I thought I was getting a blister, you put yeah. it on. No. So then that takes, like, the rub, you know, like, pre-preventative. If is it new skin, right? No, that's what the mole skin's for. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. No. I had to trust this, your judgment. This but. is to help with wound closure. Yeah. Not. Because getting a, if your wound is open, like you are at risk of infection. Yeah. But you, if you're doing like a seven day backpack, you might cut yourself open on day two. Yeah. But it's like, well, I'm not hurt enough that I'm going to get off the trail. So I have to deal with this. And then it's like, you don't want to have like an open wound. Yeah. That like probably requires stitches. Yeah, throw this on there. Yeah, and then you seal Steady it up because you you are in the woods. Like you don't shower. Like gross. We're living in a pretty clean area though. Like our creeks are clean. I we're not gonna get like jungle parasites. Yeah. So I'm gonna finish going through this bag. It might just be band aids. There's smaller band aids. Oh, and also too having Ziploc bags. That's part of the reason I put my toilet paper in a bag. See my good thing to have on the go. Small. Oh, there's more alcohol pads. You said alcohol pads are not good? Not for cleaning wounds. Actually, They're good for your hands, though. Yeah. And for, like like I said, if you're going to do shots and stuff like that. But, like, don't. You and don't also, so you say good for cleaning hands. Yeah. That might be good before I do first aid. Yes. To wash my own hands. Yeah, because the stuff that's in here, like. This is more gauze. We use, like, it's like a hand sanitizer. Yeah, which I also have. But. Um, 
So this is something I had before. It's called Solar Cane. It's yeah. like for it's medicated lidocaine gel for relief of pain associated with minor burns. I have it for sunburns. Yeah. Because sunburns happen if you're out either camping with the van or if you're hiking. And like you're going to get a bad burn. And then it's lidocaine. So I think it helps relieve the pain. Well, lidocaine's a, it's like a numbing. Yeah. yeah. It's a topical anesthetic. So you could put that on any first degree burn. Yeah. Don't put it on, like, you're not going to want to put it on a, a burn that's like a blistered, an opened burn. Yeah. Because it, you don't want that mixing in with the stuff. But on most of the burns around degree, camp is like, like if you're if if you're burn and your skin like is red, pan, you can put that on. Boiling water, yeah. Um, <laughs> fire, like not like if you passed out in the fire, don't pass out. But like fire. if you grabbed a hot log, yeah, and your you hands freaking, like red, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sunburns is like the bigger one because you could go if you're going backpacking day one, you burn the shit out of yourself. Now you got to carry a backpack, your face is burned, you're still in the sun, yeah. And just regular burns, too. Because uh, when we were doing Bowen, Uncle Don's friend. Yeah. I forget his name. I think it was Parm or Parv. Anyways, doesn't matter. But he burned himself, and then I offered him this. Yeah. And he, he just put it, kept putting it on like, like five or six times in the evening, and it made him feel way better. But So lidocaine gel. So when I was looking at first aid stuff on Amazon to add, I saw this thing. It was called like Dr. Numb, and it was like 5% lidocaine numbing agent. Okay. And I thought about buying that to put in here because it would be like as like a pain number. Yep. But I'm like, is that a thing that even – what am I going to put that on? And So what, here's the thing. If I put this has some lidocaine in it, yeah. can I not just repurpose this burn thing as a little bit of a numbing agent? Well, for, it depends what else is in there. So like – if you're doing stitches, the doctors will usually give lidocaine. It's like, only point. This so, hold on a second. This is 05 percent lidocaine. Yeah. The other one was five percent, which uh, is substantial. So, like, our doctors will like inject with lidocaine before, but I think it's usually one percent lidocaine that they use. Okay. One or two percent lidocaine when they use it for injectable, um, if they're going to do stitches. Yeah. Um, but topical lidocaine, like we use it for. We, I mean, we have lidocaine jelly that we use for catheter insertions. And yeah. then they have something called LET, which is a, like a lidocaine stuff that they'll put on yeah. um, wounds for kids Yeah. before they before they stitch them and, or glue them and stuff like that. But if you're a big, bad hiker dude and super outdoorsy and you have a cut. Just deal with it. Just fucking deal with it. <laughs> like so, I, I don't think you need some wilderness guy with the lidocaine jelly to come save your day because you cut yourself just man up yeah i agree with that but that comes to one thing too is managing pain yeah like if you are hurt i just have right now tylenol no this is actually a tylenol container oh but it's ibuprofen oh that's stupid but i just ordered <laughs> tylenol like aspirin on amazon uh, for... hold on so tylenol and aspirin are very different i thought Oh, so I thought Tylenol was acetaminophen. Yes. Which is the same thing as aspirin. Absolutely is. no. Is aspirin. So there's acetaminophen. Yeah. There's ibuprofen. That's what I have. Yeah. So ibuprofen is Advil. So and also, Tylenol is acetaminophen. Yes. And aspirin is ASA. And I'm not going to say the words right, but it's acetylsilic acid. Okay. So in my head, I bought the Tylenol. Yeah. At, uh because it would be good if someone if I came across someone having a heart attack. No. Or had a heart attack for myself. No. So I bought okay. 
Um, so ty- what's Tylenol and Advil are really good for uh, minor pain inflammations. Together, they're actually proven to be as effective as um, morphine for mild to moderate pain relief. Um, yeah, like if you have crazy severe pain, obviously op- opioids and narcotic pain medications are going to yeah. give you faster relief. And but. Um, and you can get those like injectable. These are oral, so obviously. But uh, Tylenol Advil combo was has shown in some studies to be as effective as a morphine pill. I've heard for... this too on like Joe Rogan. Yeah, I but... swear by Tylenol and Advil personally. Yeah. Um, for all of my aches and pains, but it's aspirin that you want for heart attacks. Okay, so I think I should buy some aspirin, aspirin. too. If you buy the low dose chewable aspirin, I thought any dose would be fine. In an emergency situation. Yeah, for sure. That's but, why I bought what I thought was regular yeah, aspirin. Yeah, no. Okay. So if you bought regular aspirin, you're going to want them to – you're going to give them one. Yeah. So in for heart attack patients – I didn't even buy that. We give <laughs> – I'll just buy the low dose. Like you tell me <laughs> yeah, the, the, get the 80, 80 milligram chewable aspirins. Yeah. Okay. Because that seems like a good thing to and have. And four. Like in my head, it seems like attacks. a really good thing to have. Absolutely. Because a heart attack is something – that can go because yes. these these trails are like pretty accessible by anybody. Yeah. But some people just work way harder, and if you're 65, you could easily like my dad, yeah. <laughs> our dad. You know, if he's out there, it's like it's a realistic possibility that he could have a heart attack. In my truck, I have a bag with an epi like with epinephrine. Oh, that's a good idea for uh, anaphylaxis. They're ex- yeah. it's expensive. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I want to. Um, we'll talk about but I, yeah, later. so I have an allergy kit i have a narcan kit yeah and i have aspirin yeah so if you overdose have anaphylaxis or have a heart attack i can help you yeah because aspirin is proven i'm not going to say the statistics because i'm definitely going to be wrong with them but just giving aspirin has been shown to um like be super life-saving yeah okay yeah that's what i i kind of hear and that's why in my head it seemed like a really important thing to do 320 asa yeah chewable um oh so we did touch on it though so benadryl is what i wrote on my list smart because that's the name brand yes oh that's the wrong diphenhydramine well this one you have so this one that you pulled out that's expired yeah is chlortripolon but it was i think i bought it because it was cheaper than the other allergy pills and now it's expired so obviously i had to buy something new yeah, so this is just like – it's a different brand of a Benadryl – kind of like a Benadryl. But I, I don't – It's just a different medication. Yeah, but slightly. it's an allergy. But then yeah. it's like – I know Benadryl has the like the name. Yeah, but so are some of them like if – hypothetically, if I went to – So Benadryl is normally a drowsy food? and you can get okay. non-drowsy Benadryl. So there's okay. Benadryl. The other name is diphenhydramine. Yeah. Um, but those are normally – like you can buy Benadryl 50 milligrams in the form of something called Sleep Ease, which is – 50 milligrams of diphenhydramine, but they it's the um, no-name brand Sleep Aid, and it's the exact same thing as Benadryl, which is diphenhydramine 50 milligrams. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, cetirizine, which is Claritin, yeah, which is the non-drowsy formula. Okay. I think we give 10, I think it's 10 milligrams. So if I have one. an allergic reaction. Yes. Like say if I ate seafood yep. and I found out I was allergic to it, chewing on some Benadryl, does that help me or am I still like... So, I mean, it depends on like, the... What's the difference between an EpiPen's effectiveness 
and uh, like a Benadryl. So do they work on the same type of al- allergy? Anyways, there's sorry. like an allergy. There's multiple stages of an allergy. So Benadryl is for like basic allergies, which is the most yeah, likely like scenario. You get itchy skin, high. You'd be allergic get to like a plant eyes, or something like that there. kind of stuff. Um, epinephrine is only for severe allergic reactions, like which is no. It doesn't matter what oh. you're severely allergic to. Okay. Well, it's for anaphylaxis. So that is where you have – it's like a multi-system reaction. Yeah. And you – like your throat's closing up. You have difficulty yeah, yeah. breathing and you have hives and you're vomiting. We would give you epinephrine because it's a multi-system. If you eat peanuts and your only reaction is you get itchy skin, yeah, you take a Benadryl, you don't okay. need epi. Epi is for the multi-system, life-threatening yeah. – yeah. Um, which, reactions, which can lead to like a shock state. Yeah. Where your blood pressure drops. Which I think would be cool to have in my first aid kit, but unnecessary. People who are have anaphylactic yeah. allergic reactions like peanut. usually peanut know. Yes, I do remember peanut. But they usually know that they have anaphylaxis. They know what they have anaphylaxis related to. Yeah. And they should be carrying their own EpiPen. Okay. Yeah, so the, but, but allergy meds? If they're actually fairly effective, pretty effective, yeah, absolutely. Then it's, I think it's a really good thing to have. Yeah, better. You could, I, I can't even think of what you'd be allergic to, but plants, anything, animals, uh, environmental, something grass. you ate randomly. Yeah. I also have cold pills. They're Buckley's. Yeah. You can catch a cold when you're out there. Yeah, you can. I don't know. I think I that mean, was... if you if you're looking for like medications that are good for travel. I also have tums I, on my list. I would take some gravel. Okay, I was thinking about buying gravel, but I bought gravel is a go-to for me. I bought I'm and sorry, a, actually, and I bought, emodium because nobody nobody wants diarrhea when they're in the back country. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I bought a pack of Rolades. It's like a ten pack. They were two dollars on Amazon, Smart. so I bought two: one for the house and one for this. But I don't know how effective like that is. This is good for injection. You could, you could get like uh, some bad diarrhea. Yeah, I'd grab yeah, some emodium for that. That's probably a good call. Is that prescription or do I just... No, you just grab it over the counter. Yeah. And also over the counter. So that was like the end of my pills. But over the counter, I was thinking about like Robaxaset. Yeah. So, so the key to medications though is to know what's in them. So like if you're taking Robaxaset, the aset in that is Tylenol. So okay. you're not going to take Robaxaset with Tylenol. Because you can put yourself into... It's a long process. But if yeah. you're using high doses for... Especially for a long period of time, you can put yourself in a liver failure. Okay. So a lot of people do that. They'll like take Tylenol and Midol, yeah. but like Midol has Tylenol in it, so don't do that. Okay. Just read your packages. Yeah. See, that actually, and know what you're thing. taking, which is why it's important to not have your ibuprofen in a Tylenol bottle. <laughs> yeah, I might fix that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Robax or Robaxaset, because yeah. I, I, I could well easily back pain itself. Yeah. But also just like if I have rolled my ankle really bad, Robaxaset is like the strongest over the counter pain pill, pain management pill you can get. Is that true? Well, it, we're talking bush fixes here. Yeah, but like Robaxaset is is it just target the back? has a muscle relaxer in it, and that's why oh. it's good for back pain. Okay. So if you're not trying to relax the muscles in your ankle, a Robaxaset's kind of a moot point. Okay. You're better off to take Advil with because it it's anti-inflammatory with your Tylenol. So let me, I guess I just like if I had a pulled hammy, I would yeah. take Robaxaset, Robax, yeah. and then I could try to hike out. So maybe I won't actually add that. Seems unnecessary. Tylenol and Advil, man. But that was one thing about this too is I was wondering if it's worth getting like a prescription pain pill 
like times like five five pills or something like that just in the event that somebody like breaks a leg but then it's like i don't really know if like that's a road that is worth going down because uh, like you still talk about the advil yeah being as effective as that well it's the thing like if you're gonna get injectable morphine absolutely that would be worth it because if somebody breaks yeah. their leg injectable morphine would be far more effective and i shouldn't say more effective it is faster effective yeah like it has a quicker onset when you put it in the muscle but oral pill wise tylenol yeah. and advil has gone through many tests that together yeah they are as effective as oral yeah morphine for yeah, most that was one thing too pain. like if like say if i roll my ankle like really bad yeah. and i gotta hike out for two days do I want Tylenol and Advil? Yeah, it's like, do I want to dip into doing opiates on the trail? Or is that just a bad? Uh, it's probably a deal bad road to go down. Um, Tylenol, Advil, smoke a joint, you're fine. I was actually thinking about putting a joint in here and some CBD, but I didn't. That's some, I think that's a shitty glove that probably won't even fit my hand. Yeah, this is gloves what, would be handy to have in your. I might get some a couple pairs of like yeah. real gloves. How do you, this is your knife, fork, spoon combo. Nice. Part of the survival kit aspect of it. I think that's more tape. tape. I have dental floss. Perfect. Safety pins, which is like a staple in every first aid kit. Yeah. But it's not really even a first aid supply. Really? Is it? Oh, no. But you can dig out a sliver. Do you have like triangle bandages in there? No. Oh, Oh, that's what I should get. Triangle bandages, you could use your safety pin to secure the triangle bandage for like a sling. Fuck, that's what I, I need to... I'm going to write that down. Because, like, a sling yeah. is a thing that I should have. Yeah. Because you can easily fall and, like, separate a shoulder, break a collarbone, arm. Yeah. Because then you strap it up in the splint. And then... And then you and hold it. it there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, triangle bandage. glad we did this because i think that's a good one i was doing the west coast trail or yeah. reading thinking about doing it and i was watching a video and some lady fell off the top of the ladder jesus but she was fine but then she ended up leaving the trail early oh. but she was fine like she didn't break anything but you could easily like separate a shoulder oh god yeah and then it's like yeah you want to sling so i think this is like a breathing deal so that is a, but it looks yeah. really hokey that's a mouth-to-mouth mask so if you're doing um like cpr this is for artificial respirations uh it's so hokey your bag is broken <laughs> but it has a one-way valve in it yeah so uh when you put it you open it you put this over their face this has a one-way valve so you put you wrap your mouth around here breathe in it the oxygen gets to them and then if they vomit it's not going to come up into your mouth um, if you were doing CPR on a stranger and you're brave enough to give them mouth to mouth props, yeah. but realistically it's the compressions that are important and they've actually been, um, minimizing the time that you're not doing compressions. Yeah. So if you are doing one person CPR, you're better off to just do effective compressions, allowing full chest recoil because they, when you recoil the chest, their lungs on like will bring in some oxygen as you do it. Yeah. And you're better off to do that than risk. Ugh. Some of these things when you're saying them, you're like, I'm so unequipped to actually handle the first aid, no matter how many supplies I have. But even like a drowning, like you pretty easily come if you're camping in the summer yes. on a lake, you could easily find yourself coming across a drowning. Yeah. Uh, not that I could, 
mouth to mouth and save that person. But it's like maybe it's worth having, like trying or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. But like these are things that can happen, like at any point in time. Like every year somebody dies at like multiple you know, forestry yeah. campsites around here. Yeah. Cultus Lake. Yeah, Cultus. The one on Ioko. Oh, was there? Is that uh, a lake? Yeah, last summer there was a death there. White pine. Oh. This is remember when I got this yeah, for dad. Yeah, the survival credit card thing. I literally had the same one in the already in my possession in my first aid kit. It's kind of funny. We put it in this tactical stocking. That's what I should say. Yes. Sometimes I realized with Dustin yesterday, sometimes I say things and like we know what we're talking about, but it's like, oh, those should be explained better. Like the yolk. Because they're not an inside. Salted Burt's caramel Burt's Bees. Nice. I thought about also getting like um, some sort of like small moisturizer just for like if it's cold out, like your hands yeah, might get, get really dry and like, yeah, chap. But also, I feel like that could work yeah. in a chap scenario. You could put that all over your face, in the real cold or whatever. Yeah. Does he get like frostbite out there? This is the last thing in my first Polysporin. It's polysporin. This is the, one of the, the final thing you got me for my like, yeah. Christmas. But yeah, it says it has three antibiotics. Absolutely. I swear by polysporin. Polysporin and bum cream are the keys to any skin irritations that you have. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So I even, I feel like when I went winter camping, I got like, because I was wearing no socks and my socks kept sliding down in like my winter boots that are like felt lined. Yeah. No socks. And I kind of think I got like an infection on like a thing. And I started to feel, I'm like, oh, I think that's an infection. So I just polysporined it. And then I was totally fine. But I was like pretty concerned at the time. Like, yeah. when I was like, oh my God, I have like this infection. Like, I think this is bad. I might have to go to the hospital, which maybe I should have even. But I used polysporin and it went away. Like, not immediately, but it went away. This is a good thing to have. Absolutely. Because if you're out in the woods and you get any cut, it's not that know. bad until it's infected. And yeah. then it's like you have a real situation. So clean it, polysporin, dressing to keep it clean. Yeah. That's pretty much all you need. It's key. And so, also, it says it has three antibiotics. Yeah. Like, how many different, like, is there infections that are just never going to be? Well. Like, what if you get a tick, even? Can you put that shit on? You have to pull out the tick. There aren't ticks. Don't they treat them with antibiotics? Oh, you pull out a tick. You have to tick, pull out sure. the tick. Yeah. Actually, that's a good thing. I have the tweezers in here. That's another good note for tweezers. You might have to fucking pull out a tick. Uh, oh, this has some lidocaine in it too. Oh. Um, but yeah, so antibiotics there because there's multi multiple different types of um, microorganisms that cause infections. Yeah. So like there's like gram positive and gram negative. But that's gonna cover like everything. So having three different ones is smart because it's a broad spectrum. So if yeah. you get it a cut and it has a gram positive. But this stuff treats infection. like most infections. Yeah. It's Until good. you get like severe, like yeah, you're it was, die like it's not like an antibiotic antibiotic. That is a topical antibiotic, so it's not systemic. But that so will, that will treat, that will help prevent a local, like that'll help prevent infection if you put it on your wound after it happens. Can you get in? in uh, if you're in like water that has like beaver fever, yeah, just draw my face. No, you're good. <laughs> If you have, like, beaver fever, like, Jardia or something like that. Oh, God, yeah. And you don't drink it, which actually leads me to something else on here. 
can you get skin irritations from like those type of things that's in the water? Is that like a, a source of infection in the woods? Yeah, you can get skin irritations from water stuff. A skin like, irritation or like an infection? Like if you had a cut, yeah, and he got oh, and, like, the, and you get dirty water in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's why you want to clean it. Put your antibacterial polysporin yeah. on there. Put a dressing on it. Keep it dry and clean. Okay. Yeah. So dirty water. So yeah. on my list of things that I wanted to add water to this. Filter. Yeah, the life straw. I ordered one on Amazon. It's twenty four bucks. I almost bought two because two is like slightly cheaper. And I was like, I really only need one. But then a lot Until of times, he loses that one and regrets instantly not having backup. But even the backup, like I, when I go like if I'm going on the West Coast Trail, some of this will be left at home. But um, I have a water filter, so that I'll actually just carry two water filters oh, probably. Fair. But if I am traveling with a group, then I might just carry my water filter, leave the life straw at home. And if I lose water, then they can provide me with water. Fair. And I'm no longer going to separate from the group fully. Smart. Smart. Please don't <laughs> require dad's search and rescue helicopter. <laughs> that search and rescue story where I got search and rescued. I feel like that one day is going to be a podcast. But I want to wait till I'm a better podcaster oh, God. to tell that story in full. I remember that day. <laughs> Uh, okay, so on my list here of things I wanted to add. A hand warmer. We already talked yep. about that. Tums. Smart. And then you said Emo- diarrhea. Emodium. Emodium. Aspirin. Yeah. I wrote aspirin on my list, and mentally I crossed it off when I bought Tylenol. Oh, no. Aspirin and Tylenol are very different. <laughs> Benadryl. Get the 80 milligram chewables. And that's the heart attack one. That's the heart attack one. You're going to give four. Well, I was going to take notes. I'll figure it out in time. (laughs) But actually, that is one thing, too. All this stuff I took out of the boxes. Yeah. And the boxes, like, where use of information is. Yeah. So, like I said, I was thinking about getting cards. I was also thinking about cutting out the instructions on the back of it. But I think maybe the best thing is to just learn how to use it. Yeah. Or, like, shorthand write the instructions. Maybe I should buy, like... Like, Tylenol, you can take... Two pills every four hours. Advil, yeah. you can take blank every four hours, depending on what yeah. dose you get, right? Like, And I think some wanna... of it says something on there. Yeah. But yeah. Poly, I mean, the polysporins kind of whatever. That's not even the right container, so you can't <laughs> you can't go off of the instructions for your Tylenol with your ibuprofen. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Moleskin was another one. Yeah, for blisters. Because that's another, like, most likely scenario. Yeah. Triangle bandage, we just talked about that one. Yeah. That's why it's on there. Afterbite. Oh, okay, for mosquitoes and stuff? Yeah, or even like a spider bite? Yeah. Does that work? I don't even know what afterbite is. I don't know. I mean, we talk a lot about spider bites, but I don't even know what spider, like what spiders even bite. Like, it's. Yeah, I mean, I if, it, if you get bit by a deadly spider, afterbite's not going to save you. I don't even know what after, is it afterbite just like I think it's is from it mosquitoes medicine or, or is it like a anti- lidocaine? Actually? I thought it was like an anti-itch. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, an anti-itch. Yeah. I wonder if that just means it's lidocaine. Probably. Well, anyways, I ordered one for like three, four, three or four dollars on Amazon. Sweet. Maybe five. So I added that. Is there anything else I think I need to add in here? Mm. Like my one thing, like I said, we we're talking about pain pills, but I think I'm good as long as I have Advil, Tylenol, and aspirin. Yeah. Triangle bandage was huge from the one thing that's not in here. Yeah. Uh. No, I mean, I think that's, I think you've got your Do basics like, kind of covered. Should I have, like, more alcohol wipes? Like, 
No. No, because you have hand sanitizer in there too, right? Oh, yeah. And you said you got the spray stuff for Can I put hand sanitizer on a wound and use it as, like, sanitizer? Ew. Uh... So if I got like road rash, I wouldn't recommend it. If I got road rash from sliding down a rock when I was yeah. like rock climbing, can I just load up with hand sanitizer and like and grind oh. out and then be fine? No. Once you get the gravel out, I mean you can, but you're the problem with hand sanitizer again, like the rubbing alcohol. Oh, I said what did I say? Hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, I meant rubbing alcohol because people will put alcohol on wounds. Alcohol is bad, and alcohol dries your skin and causes cracks, which is why. Yeah. Like, they put in the hand sanitizer at, like, the hospital and stuff, they have, like, aloe gels yeah, yeah. base in it yeah. because alcohol is really bad for your skin. Yeah. So you shouldn't be putting something that's really bad for your skin yeah. on your open skin because it yeah. dries and cracks and ruins the edges. I remember. Like, the healthy part of the skin wound, which is what you need yeah, to yeah. be healthy to heal your wound. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, another thing I was thinking about adding was the spray on, that spray on like stuff. Like Bactine. Yeah, Bactine. That yeah, that seemed like a good idea, but the more you like talking, talk me out of that. Stuff. Well, like Bactine's fine. As just you're not gonna put anything that says alcohol. Alcohol on alcohol. a wound. What about drinking Don't alcohol when you're injured? Because that's what a lot of people's strategy is with first aid. Yeah. They're like, I'll just bandage up my ankle. And get drunk. So I personally don't <laughs> think that getting drunk when you are doing anything like hiking and stuff like that. That's how you get hurt pe- in the first People place. are like, I'm going to just drink some whiskey to keep me warm. But like, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of strategy, though. It all that does, it causes vasodilation. Your blood pools at the skin closest to the cold air. And it ruins your thermal regulation. And you're just going to fuck yourself over in the end. Yeah. That's why people die a lot when they like use drugs in the cold because they use drugs. It messes up their thermal regulation. They think they're hot. Then they're taking their clothes off and you're like, bro, it's minus 20. Like, please just yeah. put your shirt back on and they're and you die. So 10 out of 10 don't recommend yeah. drugs and alcohol being your first aid strategy. Well, that's the thing like uh, winter too, like winter camping and it's cold. Yeah. Like that's a thing that could happen. Like one of your idiot friends or yeah. some random camper. Is left out in the cold because he passed out or whatever, right? Cold. You got to be prepared for that. So yeah. I need hand warmers. Hand warmers. I would get lots of hand warmers if you're doing like winter camping. I was going to get two, but I'd probably get like a 10-pack. Yeah, get a 10-pack. Depends what I'm doing. I'll probably buy a 10-pack and then just take a couple. Because if you are treating hypothermia, which is like the low temperature, yeah. everywhere where you're going to put – where you can put an ice pack to help cool you down, yeah. you can put a warm pack to help warm you up. Yeah, we can even like – there's situations where someone's in a creek or in a lake, even in like a summer that they can just get you like really cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have hypothermia uh, problems in the summertime, like post drowning. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a good swimmer though, so I'm, if someone's drowning around me, they're probably fucked anyways. It's fair. What's up, bud? <laughs> um. I feel like that was pretty much it. That's all I want to talk about with the first aid kit. See? That was an hour and seven minutes talking about first aid kits. Wow. Yeah. But it's funny, um, Ryan from work, yeah. who I invited on the West Coast Trail, he, oh, we were talking about what we got for Christmas. And I only got, literally got one present from you. Yeah. And I was talking about, I was like, the bigger first aid stuff, like the splint and stuff like that. And then Ryan's like, oh, that's exactly what the, I got. So he had his. <laughs> Hey, let the dog out. Yeah. 
comparing first aid kits. Old people presents. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we were, we were just laughing because we got like the same thing because that's like what we wanted to get. But his yeah. was like in a big dry bag. Oh, okay. And then mine was in this sweet little case now. But I might get a dry bag for when I take it. Hiking or yeah. canoeing. But then it's cool because like he's into it too. So it's like maybe when I go hiking, I don't need to take mine. Yeah. Because he's got his. And then some we can sort of <laughs> split it down. We don't have to like take quite as much stuff. I like that guys are like, oh, I'm going to be responsible. We're going to compare first aid notes. I'll take my <laughs> Sam Splint. You take your gauze. It's yeah. like when girls go on vacation together. I'll bring my straightener. You bring your curler. I'm going to bring my hair dryer. You bring your brush. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true. It's very true. But yeah, I think some of it, but I really do think like being prepared. It's important. It's very important. And I think we talked about so many situations where it's like really easy to find yourself in a situation that's bad enough that like you need more than a bandaid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel very prepared. I think you are very prepared. Cool. Well, I don't know. Do you want to say thanks for coming on here? Is that, that done or sure. do you want to add anything? Uh, I don't really have anything to add to the first aid kit talk. I think that it's really good. I think cool. that you're prepared and going to be safe on the hiking trails. Except you do need a better compass because your emergency compass is fucked. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's one more thing. <laughs> I'm getting a satellite messenger for Christmas. So that's oh, like yeah, from mom and dad. Kind of the final picture for us because this is a first aid and a, like kind of a survival kit. He's getting the satellite messenger. Because he has broken down in the backcountry multiple times. And search and rescue required being called when he went hiking. Yeah. So, like. Dude, it's. So, like. I've he's learned I've, to be prepared because he's previously been unprepared. I broke down three times <laughs> in. Or it broke down in the woods. Like, out of cell service. Three times. This summer. In, no, in 2021. Or in a calendar year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I did it in like November. Okay. With Dustin. Yeah. And Derek had to come rescue me. And then I had to go back with your truck and a U-Haul. Oh, right. That was Sumas Mountain, right? No, that was like Chilliwack. Oh. Or that was East Harrison. I was okay. like 28K up East Harrison. <laughs> so I did that. broke down there. And then I broke down in my van where you came to rescue me. Yeah. And then I broke down when I got towed. And those were all out of cell service. Yeah. So it's like if I'm making a survival kit, like that's that's a key part of it. Because communication, if you can, if you're in an emergency situation, like all this stuff's like I said, hard, good to have. But if you're in a really bad situation, like getting out of there is like the number one. Number thing. one, yeah. Because like even like I don't know, we're joking about this like mouth to mouth thing, but it's like, I wasn't joking. If I, <laughs> that's if literally I, how it works. No. One way valve <laughs> to prevent vomit from spewing into your mouth when you're giving mouth respirations. But if I'm in a situation, because most of your oxygen when you breathe into somebody else's mouth, because most of us don't know how to do a jaw thrust properly, most of the air goes into their stomach, and then their stomach is too much, and when you compress, what's a jaw thrust? A jaw thrust is where you pull their their lower jaw forward to make it so that their tongue. Is not blocking their trachea. And you're supposed to do that before mouth to mouth? Before mouth to mouth. Damn, my first aid is out of date. Yeah. Do you have first aid? Yes, I have first aid, but that's CPR. Okay. It's your BLS CPR. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I feel like that's it. Perfect. That's it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you, this podcast is meant to be with the video. 
that I'm going to post on my Sarge Incorporated YouTube channel where you can see everything that is in this first aid kit, everything that we talked about, and the stuff that I'm added to my list here, like a triangle bandage. So check that out, Sarge Incorporated. And other than that, have a good day. Bye.